Hello and welcome to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the events of the week ending Friday 3rd of March 2023. This podcast is hosted by me, Mitchell Kelsey, a financial advisor, where I look to provide short weekly recaps of what's been happening in financial markets in the broader economy and how this may impact investors. And it was definitely a huge week in Australia with a ton of uh, economic indicators being released this week. We had retail trading data for January release. We saw monthly CPI uh, indicator for January as well. Australia's latest GDP numbers for the fourth quarter to December were released. And it was also the last week of Australia's corporate reporting season. So let's get into it in a little bit more detail. Uh, Before I talk about this week's events, I wanted to quickly cover off on what happened last Friday, which where we saw US inflation data released for January as measured by the PCE price index. So PCE is the personal consumption expenditure uh, index. And it's composed of a broad range of US consumer expenditures and is it's a bit more comprehensive than the, it covers more goods and, and services than the, the CPI does, the, the consumer price index uh, data does. And because of this, it is, it's seen as the primary inflation index used by the US and, and, and the Federal Reserve uh, when they're making their monetary policy decisions. And the data that we saw on Friday showed that in January, prices in the US increased uh, by 0.6%. And this surprised to the the upside as economists had expected an increase of only about 0.4%. And on a 12 month basis, the the PCE price index has increased by 5.4%. And I mean, investors in the US were a little bit spooked by this as it really sort of firmed up the consensus for another interest rate hike or multiple interest rate hikes potentially um, this year in in the United States. The the Fed meets next in in late March. So it's probably going to sort of solidify the case for uh, at least a 25 basis point hike by the, the Fed later this month. And in terms of a market reaction, we did see most of the major US share markets down, S&P, S&P 500 down a bit over 1%, NASDAQ was down 1.7, and the Dow uh, down 1.02%. And we also saw the US 10-year Treasury bond yield. Uh, that had increased by 1.8%, which means that the prices of bonds had fallen uh, as investors, I guess, sell their, sold off um their treasury bonds with the expectation that you know there's there's more interest rate hikes expected by the fed later this year looking to this week in australia on tuesday we had retail sales number numbers sorry for january released and basically this data shows that the total retail turnover um, value for the month of january and it provides a, an insight into i guess the spending habits of the the australian consumer in the current interest rate and inflationary environment. And the data showed that Australian retail sales rose 1.9% in January, surprising to the upside as the consensus was for about a 1.7% rise. And this comes after a sharp fall of about 4%, which was seen in December. Uh, and I mean, in terms of some of the, the major contributors to the, the, I guess, the larger retail sales numbers in January was department stores. Uh, they had their largest rise, uh, 8.8%, followed closely by clothing, footwear, and personal accessories retailing, which was up 6.5% in the month. And I mean, while the months of the months of November, December, and January, January are the most seasonal months of the year, retail, uh, I mean, during these months, retail activity is, is generally heavily affected by the Christmas period and, and January holidays. 
The data does still suggest that households are holding up quite well, sort of looking to defy inflation and higher higher borrowing costs and will likely support the case for high interest rates by the RBA this year. We also saw GDP data uh, for Australia for the uh, for the quarter to December 2022. It, it showed that Australia's economy expanded by 0.5% and on an annual basis, so for the last 12 months, the, the Australian economy has expanded by 2.7%. And the quarterly result that we, or the quarterly release that we saw this week was was weaker than expected as forecasts were for the economy to expand by more around 0.8 percent and if we look at some of the primary contributors to the gdp growth um, for this this quarter uh was mainly due to a, a fall in australia's inputs but an increase in exports uh, as we saw international students return to australia in terms of a market reaction the asx 200 closed relatively flat on, on wednesday so not too much of a, of a market reaction uh, on Wednesday as well, so same day as the, the GDP data was released, we had the monthly CPI indicator data release, which showed that prices in January had increased by 0.5%. And, and on a 12-month 12 12 month basis, have increased by 7.4% to, to 31 January. So this figure of 7.4%, it's, it's down from uh, December, so down from 8.4%. So... I mean, while this is good news to see that in terms of the monthly CPI indicators showing that it's it's down from 8.4% in December to 7.4% in January, it's important to note that the monthly CPI indicators is quite different from the quarterly CPI indicator, uh, which we, we get on on every three months. The monthly CPI was, was only recently introduced uh, last year, actually, and it doesn't capture price data as comprehensively as the, the quarterly indicator does. And... Importantly, it doesn't capture a lot of the services data um, that is is captured in, in the quarterly in the quarterly uh, indicator, which which takes uh, I mean this services data does take some time um, to obtain through mainly through business surveys and with service prices uh, as opposed to goods prices being the most significant driver of inflation over the last few years, the, the quarterly indicator is going to be a much more accurate. Uh, representation or, or measure of, of CPI and because of this you know while CPI has come down from last month it's unlikely the RBA RBA will give this much merit at its uh, next meeting which is uh, next week um, and uh, I mean the market reaction to this to this data was also relatively minimal as well this week also saw Australia's largest collector of property data core logic they released the latest monthly price data for, for February, so to February, uh, 28th of February, which showed dwelling prices. So dwellings is a combination of both houses and units. And on a five capital city aggregate, so we're just looking at, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, including the Gold Coast, Adelaide and Perth, it showed that prices were unchanged from, from last month. And on a 12-month basis, they've fallen 9.1%. In fact, prices in Sydney had actually increased by 0.3% after having fallen 13.4% in the last 12 months. It's expected prices will continue to fall in the coming months. Uh, I mean, until such time as interest rates are put on hold and uh, we sort of look at, we, we know more about what the, the interest rate uh, outlook looks like. However, it's clear that the speed at which house prices are coming down does seem to be slowing. The rental crisis being experienced in most capital cities also supports the case for slope price declines as I um, mean the lack of supply creates higher rents and 
in some areas, you know, it, it, you could argue that it's it's cheaper to, to buy a property and have a mortgage there than it is to rent. Looking to Australia's corporate earnings season. So this week was the final week for reporting season in Australia. And we saw the likes of Harvey Norman, uh, Australia's Australian appliance and, and wide good retailer report. We also had Woodside Energy, the oil and gas company report their results for the period to 31 December. Looking at Harvey Norman to begin with, they disappointed invest, uh, investors, um, missed forecasts as, as they reported a net profit of 365.9 million for the six months of December. However, this was lower, uh, it was 15.1% lower um, than it was for the same period a year ago. The company also said it would pay an interim dividend of 13 cents per share, whereas they paid a, a 20 cent uh, per share dividend um, a, a year ago. So that, that dividend payout fell well below um, investors' expectations and shares in the company were, I guess, heavily, relatively um, heavily sold off on when they reported and, and the share, we, we did see the share price fall 7.5% after the result and uh, the, the trading, if we're looking at the, the share price today on, on Friday, they're trading about 9.8% lower this week. Looking to Woodside Energy, they reported their full year net profit and indicated it showed, it showed that it had more than tripled uh, as oil and gas prices uh, soared over the last 12 months. And it was, the result was also helped by its completed merger with BHP Petroleum, um, I guess the petroleum business of, of BHP, which uh, happened last year, and that had almost doubled its, its produ production ability. So we look at the numbers, the, the net profit jumped US 6.5 billion in the year ended uh, for the for the 12 months ending December 31, which is up 227 percent from from 2021. So very impressive. And Woodside declared a final dividend of US a dollar and 44 cents a share, which is up from US a dollar and five cents a share at the same time for the for the same time last year. And investors sort of really liked the result. The share price closed about 1.53 percent higher after it reported on, I believe it was Monday they reported, and that sort of momentum has continued throughout this week. They're actually trading about 9.2% higher this week. So another sort of energy uh, story that we've seen similar to Ampol, which I discussed last week, sort of writing um, the, the benefits of the increase uh, of increase in price of oil and gas. Looking to next week, the RBA will be back with another interest rate decision on Tuesday. It doesn't seem like so long ago that they were handing down their first interest rate decision for the year last uh, last month, and mainly just due to February being such a short month. So that'll be something to look for next week. And that's all I have for this week, guys. I'll be back next week for another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap.